It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Gross, and yes! Touchdown, did he get it? We did it again. Nice. We're here talking to each other, letting the music play. We're here, Eric France and Jason Walker. And not enough bump music. We need to extend the bumper. <laughs> it's like a whole minute and a half. <laughs> I remember the thing is, I used to, you know, listen to the Dan Patrick show. Like, if you measure from like the time their show like actually starts into the time where they actually start talking sports, it's like four minutes. With all the intro stuff they go through and. Just nuts. <laughs> they don't actually get going until like four minutes. Of course, for us, it's almost three minutes, but part of, one minute of that is top of the hour. Here's what you need to know. So we're only, it's only sort of. <laughs> well, see, us. I gotta, I, I can't, I can't spring questions on on you as we're uh, nearing the start of the show. I, I need to start that that, that <laughs> a lot earlier during the break. In fairness, I did step out to go call somebody during the break. So. <laughs> Didn't have the entire break to do that. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. If you want to chime in on the show today, we've been talking about Utah State at Nevada. Big road test for USU. Another quad one game. Aggies didn't fare well in their previous quad one game on the road. Will this one be any different tomorrow night? Uh, pre-game coverage on KVNU one hundred two point one FM six ten AM. That'll begin at uh, at eight. And tip-off will be at 9 on FS1. And then as soon as the game is over, uh, turn on your radio, pull up your mobile app, talk to Alexa, have her pull up KVNU, and uh, hear the post-game show with Al and uh, John Russell and, and take your comments uh, and uh, your, your phone calls about what happened there. But this is an interesting matchup. Utah State is going on the road as the underdog as Nevada is favored by a point and a half. Uh, we heard from Stephen Ashworth last hour, a little bit from Ryan Odom. We'll hear more from Coach Ryan Odom later on this hour. Uh, but if you want to chime in, 435-339-0321. And 2409 texted in um, just before the uh, top of the hour. I hate to see Rylan not be able to play, but with three serious concussions, I'm afraid it's about time that the coaches protect him from himself. And that's certainly the worry is if he, if he suffered another concussion, then – that's a career-ending possibility, and, and and that is the big worry because when you had, like remember David Woodward in football, like he had concussion problems, he had his final one, and that ended his career basically. Didn't get drafted. He was the guy who could have gotten drafted, maybe. Yeah. At least made a camp, but I don't think he even ever made a roster. It was just done. Yeah. That was it. He had to end football, not just end the season. He had to end football. Yeah, and so it's, and in basketball, it's no different. It's not the same violent contact sport, but. You don't play around with with that kind of injury. No. 
Well, and kind of in the news, uh, gosh, can't think of his name. Player for, I believe he played for San Francisco, the 49ers. Uh, just passed away here, I think, today. Uh, now his name, I'll have to look it up. But um, he's like 64 years old, and he was in assisted living because he had dementia. And it's because of all the head trauma in an era that it was just go back in. You know, don't take time for your brain. Uh, get some smelling salts. Can you see the number of, that I'm holding in front of you? Uh, f- how many fingers? Uh, go back in. Yeah, it's, you got your bell rung. And that was it. So, and, yeah, that's basically so, and I And I started playing football, like, right around the time where they were beginning to at least pay attention to concussions. But even still, I was transitioning from the more archaic, just bell rung into, okay, we have actual concussion protocol that you have to follow. Like, you had to take a, in the preseason, they have you do a memory test. And then if they think you get a concussion, they make you do that again and compare it to your own results. And it's like, that's, that's something they started to do. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, we should maybe take this thing seriously so that if a 16-year-old gets a concussion, maybe we don't throw him back out there and risk serious actual trauma to what is at that point still, still an undeveloped brain. Right. Yeah, and it's a it's a story in the NFL right now too with Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, how soon does he come back this season or does he? Yeah, and that was that he's was had he's had a couple of shots. That was scary as heck cuz the one concussion he was exhibiting serious symptoms where I, I forget all the the different technical terms, but it's where you know his hands are all, you know, jacked up where the nerves are violently reacting to the to the brain trauma luckily it didn't turn out to be quite as serious i think as what the worries were but still it was scary yeah yeah so it's uh you know with 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 rylan i think that's something that they have to be very careful with and cautious of now they haven't officially said he's in a concussion protocol uh, the national broadcast said that he is yeah but is that something they've inferred because the coaches haven't disclosed that publicly, but it's, I mean, Ryland did have one that they did that did disclose earlier this year and has taken a few more shots to the head since then this season. So I think they have to be very, very careful with how they proceed. Yeah, it's the speculation that he has a concussion. And, and that's what we're working on is our speculation of we saw what we saw, but obviously nothing's been confirmed. Uh, nine three one five with a score prediction for tomorrow night. I think we will win eighty four to seventy one. That's a bold prediction. That's, that's bold. Um, I think Nevada's a little better defensive team. I don't know that Utah State can put eighty four on them, but I th- also think Nevada's a pretty solid team at home. I mean, they haven't lost a home game yeah, this year, so I think they'll be a pretty tough team to beat. I, I like USU to win. But I think it'll be a close battle, and I, I, I'd, I'd say Aggies by. I think I'd be comfortable saying Aggies by four, which means it's a close game and it's free throws that, or something like that, that uh, determines the final outcome. Yeah, the most likely margins of victory for Utah State are going to be in the you know one to six range. Um, anything beyond that means you beat them pretty handily. Um, you know, if it's a seventy nine, that you know, you you'd have beaten them handily, but maybe they draw close with the last couple of possessions. Otherwise, yeah, it's going to be a close one cuz when you're on the road, you don't you don't beat good teams on the road by a lot. It doesn't happen very often. 
I know we just talked about you know, what Boise State did to UNLV, but that's an exception. You don't do that unless you just had a you just had basically a perfect game. That's about the only way that happens. So, and the other obviously you have a perfect game, and the other team has their worst game. That's about the only way that happens. So, sure, is it possible for Utah State to win by thirteen or more? Yeah, but it means they had a really good game, especially offensively. Because Nevada will slow it down a bit more. They play a, you know four or five possessions fewer on average than Utah State. So they're going to slow down a little bit. Um, which means Utah State still could put up tons of points, but they'd have to be hyper-efficient on those. It's like with Air Force. They scored 77 points in that game. If they'd been on their regular pace, Utah State would have scored like 88 so that was still a really good offensive game, but the point total was lower because of number of possessions. That's why if Utah State wins like 77-71, that's a solid game, even if it's not 84 points. So I'd predict a lower score, partly because it's on the road, partly because Nevada plays slower. You know, a good score for Utah State. If they score about 75 points, that's what you're targeting. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then obviously... Don't let Nevada score more than that. That's the basis <laughs> of the game. Hard-hitting analysis. Um, but, yeah, just have a good enough offensive game to get into the mid-70s and high-70s, and that's probably enough to win you this game. Because as good as Nevada is, it might be trickier for them to get into those those high-70s, especially as Utah State's playing better defense of late with the obvious succession of, of uh, Boise State. They held Fresno State, Air Force, and Wyoming pretty low. Yeah, I think the um, the over under on this game is one forty four and a half. Um, I would, I think, I'd probably still take the over. Um, but I would say, because I think I, I'm thinking seventy five, seventy one is is a score I'd be comfortable with. It could easily be sixty seven to sixty two. But I think 75-71 is probably com- a score I'd be comfortable with in this game. I'd be more inclined to take the over because it's possible, you know, both these teams are a little stronger on offense than they are on defense. So you're more likely because some games they just happen to go into the 80s because um, both teams just have a hot offensive night. Um, it's more This game is more likely to finish with both teams in the 80s than it is with both teams in the 60s. Uh, but it's another tough challenge on the road for USU and Coach Odom uh, has some things he wants to see from his team when they go back out on the road. Because when they were in Boise, they struggled. Uh, and certainly they play play well at home, but when you're away, that's that can be tough. So what does Coach Odom want to see from his team when they hit back out on the road again tomorrow night? You know, it's, it's tough on the road, you know, in the Mountain West and, and most conferences. And for us, you know, if, what, what do we want to see? We want to see the discipline. We want to see the execution. We want to see the composure. We want to see the physicality. Yeah, so um, defense has to travel because your shot can take a bit to to fall when you're in a different shooting gym or surroundings, but defense can always travel. And really it was the defense that helped spark Utah State against Wyoming earlier this week, Uh, and that's got to be a key again tomorrow night. Yeah, and well, Utah State's defense is incredibly important, not just because defense itself is incredibly important, it's very important to a transition-based offense or a team that likes to run in transition and is good at it, like Utah State is, where you need to get stops to get out in transition. 
And so defense is not only able to, you know, for, for any team, defense is going to provide you with some momentum. If you shut a team down six straight possessions, there's some momentum you can build for your offense. You can sometimes get these 10-0 runs um, if your offense is able to react. But for Utah State, not only does it build momentum for their offense, but it directly feeds into their offense. It's not just a mental thing. It's an actual strategic thing of getting out and running once you've gotten the stop and gotten the rebound. So it's really, really important for Utah State to play good defense because aside from the obvious don't let your team score, it leads to points for Utah State, or at least it leads to more efficient opportunities for Utah State. And that's so much of what you know strategizing for you know teams is, is for our offenses, finding the best shots. You know, the most times you can get those good shots. That's the point is more often than not, have a good shot. Now for Utah State, getting in transition gives them more chances at an efficient shot. And on average, you know, that'll get you a, you know, a good offensive game. Well, the other efficient shots is just standing at the free throw line undefended. And this is something that Nevada apparently does a pretty good job of getting to the free throw line. So Utah State has to play, you know, stout defense, but not going over the top or too aggressive where they just gift Nevada opportunities. And uh, this is something that they do a pretty good job of, apparently, is it getting to the free throw line, and that can be a concern. Yeah. Really I mean, about, and they get there a lot. They get there a lot, and they shoot it really, really well from the free throw line, so you cannot foul them. Are they a, they're a, a bunch of drivers then to get that? I mean, they just have physical bodies, and so they'll post and they run actions to get the ball in there, and they – I don't know if that cut off early. I feel like <laughs> that seems like that's uh, that's an interesting cut. But yes, <laughs> physical bodies throw them into the bus. <laughs> well, it was my fault if I didn't cut it early. Um, but yeah, the general point there, you know, obviously, physical driver. They they play physical so they can draw fouls. When you play physical, you draw fouls. Think Dan Akin. He plays physical. He draws fouls. Um, not as many other players on the Aggies do that. Um, but yeah. Nevada ranks 27th in free throw attempts per game, and they're 7th in free throw percentage. They shoot almost 80% as a team. Wow. There aren't too many Aggies that themselves shoot 80% from the field. I'm not sure if there is one aside from uh, Stephen Ashworth. See, how many Aggies shoot? Actually, there's like five of them. (laughs) Taylor Funk, RJ Adlerock, Stephen Ashworth, Max Jolga, and Zihamoda all shoot 80%, but... They're not always the ones. So Utah State shoots uh, 73% as a team. But they're 97th. They're not necessarily bad. But Nevada will, you know, they'll make you pay if you send them to the free throw line. And they do it a lot. A couple texts here coming in. Uh, 435-339-0321 if you want to chime in. Uh, 9315 says, I think we are still unhappy with, with our outcome at Boise, so Wyoming and Nevada get the brunt of it. Uh, I hope that's the case. I hope that Wyoming or that uh, Boise game still stings, and I hope it stings for a while, because as uh, as you noted earlier this week, USU rebounds in a pretty significant way after a loss. Uh, but what kind of carryover does that still have for USU? Did they get it all out of their system on Tuesday, or is there some carryover, uh, or or Monday, but or is there still some some carryover here where they have a chance to go on the road and, and uh, still use that that uh, that frustration out on Nevada. Yeah, I'd hope so. I think that you try and translate some of that in the form of saying, hey, look, 
you know, you won at home, but that doesn't mean anything. The problem was we went on the road to a good team and got our butts handed to us. You need to prove this here. Because Utah State's had a game where they lost to Weber State. They put a beat down on Seattle. They came out the next game, lost to SMU. So they need to, you know, Odom needs to be in their ear about, hey, look, you lost here. Okay, you bounced back against a not very good Wyoming team. You need to actually prove, like, people aren't going to be very impressed if you lose to Boise State, beat the tar out of Wyoming, and then go out and lose to Nevada again. True. That'll just end up, that'll end up confirming a lot of what the Boise State game was. Say, okay, maybe you're not for real because you're losing against the good teams. You beat, you, know, you beat Fresno State. You beat Air Force. You beat Wyoming. Okay, that's toward the bottom of the conference, but you lost against the good teams. And so hopefully Utah State is able to kind of channel that and say, all right, we're going to have another great game. And, uh, you know, keep that focus they had against Wyoming, take it on the road, and maybe beat the Tar out of Nevada again. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. This, this is the game where this is the, uh, the, the statement game, the, the bounce-back game. That should be the mentality that the, tomorrow night's game is the bounce-back game from what happened in Boise. Too many players were injured uh, for Wyoming, not a full roster. It just it's – it's just not the same. It shouldn't be viewed as the same. What you do at Nevada, um, that should be viewed as your your um, your. I guess you want to call it a bounce back, but your statement game in return. Like, who are you really? Yeah, and it's another prove it game. These are the games that are going to be looked at on the resumes. Like, right, here's your quad one games. Did you beat Nevada on the road? You had a chance to do it. Did you beat them? If the answer, you know, you lost to Wyoming, you lost that chance. If you lose to Nevada again, if you go to zero and two in quad one games. You know, sure, you're like 11 and 0 in quad two, but or quad two and quad three combined. But like, if you can't get these good wins, people are gonna see you as a bit of a you know an overrated team where you beat up on the mediocre teams. Mediocre may be good teams, but you can't beat any of the great teams. Uh, two, three, six, one. High school boys basketball tonight. Yes. Yes. Region and play getting underway. We will talk about that. Yes. So, so stay tuned. Two, three, six, one. We will go through the schedule. Who's playing where and how you can follow along. Um, five, six, three, four. Um, this text has nothing to do with Utah State basketball. Then we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> Moving on. But does anyone know why Utah State is taking such a big blow on the defensive side with so many starters transferring from the team? Just saw Patrick Joyner is in the portal. Now, this is reference to football, uh, where that defensive front, almost in its entirety, from starters to depth rotation guys, uh, are entering the portal and leaving. They're leaving en masse. Yeah, there's there's rumors, but you know nothing that anyone can confirm. It's just speculation. But this many leaving, you know, that's a lot of smoke. A lot of smoke. So it makes you worry. After the bowl game, Coach Anderson was praising the the depth and the strength of his defensive front and how that was going to help the team moving forward, and they could build off of that, and they were going to rely on them. Now all those guys are gone. Yeah, that was going to be their huge strength, was to get everyone on the front seven back. Now basically nobody. Halle. Yeah. Halle hasn't left yet. Him, a couple of linebackers. The linebacker crew looks like it'll be all right. They're sticking around. It's that defensive line. MJ Tufisi, I think, put out a tweet saying he is staying, which now has to be, it now has to be a thing. 
you don't have to tweet that you're staying on or put on social media. Because Ike Larson did it too. Yeah. He had put out a social post saying, I'm staying, by the way. I'm not going anywhere. Just to put the speculation to bed. Yeah, and, and, and you know, Tafisi does the same thing. It's like, yeah, it's like, maybe just start asking athletes, can you put out something saying you are staying just so we can know? We just need to know one way or the other so we can move on with our lives. But yes, 5634, it is a major concern. And there is a lot of smoke. Um, and you have Grishik, who's gone to Cincinnati. Um, I don't think Vaughn's Vaughn's hasn't decided yet. yet. He had he shared something today, or was it last night, saying that he's taking his time. But um, he's exploring options. Joiners in the portal. Um, who else? There's another one that. Uh, I think Tavian Coleman was another. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see how many. Um, You've got think, your transfer tracker. I think there's six defensive linemen now that have entered the portal. Oh, my gosh. With uh, Joyner being the sixth one. It's bad. That is bad. Yeah. Especially when they're, like, all, like, four of those are rotation guys. Guys who saw minutes and snaps. Yeah. Addison Trupp and Orion Peoples didn't. They played a combined 13 snaps. But the other four guys are, like, that was your rotation on the defensive line, minus Holly. Like everyone other than Holly is leaving. Yeah. All right, we got to take a break uh, here on the Full Court Press. We'll get into uh, what high school schedule looks like tonight. Uh, Utah Jazz. Uh, Lowry Markinen, uh, is he moving up any closer to getting an all-star bid? As uh, uh, all-star voting, the second round for the public voting was released today. And some more trade rumors that involve the Utah Jazz. We'll discuss that coming up on the Full Court Press. Let's talk about getting your car registered. What a pain. With registration and emissions, it takes hours. Valvoline Instant Oil Change in Logan, across from Angie's, will take that pain away. Stop in to get your oil changed and have the emissions test done. Then re-register your car. It's that easy, all in one stop. The best thing? You can stay in your car while their trained pros service your vehicle. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, 695 North Main. Open seven days a week. Has inflation got you down? This is Zach with HSA Depot. Did you know you can save money by using your pre-tax income to buy qualifying medical supplies? Health savings and flex spending accounts can be used for more than just doctor visits and prescriptions. HSA Depot helps you conquer your health care by providing HSA and FSA eligible products, taking the guesswork out of the process. Come to HSA Depot next to Sally Beauty and see how much you can save. HSA Depot, five-star review. It's cold outside, but you can keep warm inside with a quality-built, super-efficient York furnace. Count on a furnace from York because it's backed by the strongest warranties available. It's just another way we install confidence. Call Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning, your local York dealer, at 752-7272. Online at advancedheating-ac.com. York, install confidence. We're not comfortable until you are Advanced Heating and Air. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat is locally owned and operated inside the beautiful new Three Peaks Medical Plaza in North Logan. Expect the most cutting-edge techniques, qualified doctors, and friendly staff to ensure the highest quality patient care. The ENT providers have extensive training to properly treat ear, nose, and throat conditions for adults and children. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat serves all of northern Utah and southern Idaho, accepting most insurance products, including SelectMed. Go to CashValleyENT.com for appointments and details. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, located in North Logan and Providence. 
The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Full Court Press, Eric France and Jason Walker. Love to get the text from you, 435-339-0321. You know, one of the questions that I got asked at the career day today at the at the local, uh, one of the local elementary schools was, do you have fun at your job? <laughs> I said, yes, I, I, I'm, I'm lucky to be in a job where we do have a lot of fun. Uh, and part of that fun is just interacting with, with you and having you interact with us. So really love to get the texts that come through, uh, the questions, the comments, the feedback. Uh, appreciate it. 435-339-0321. Uh, we have Region 11 basketball starting up tonight. So we've had the non-region schedule going on for uh, a couple of months. And uh, now we get into region play. And it's a little bit uh, unique in the way that it's starting. Normally, boys basketball is always on a Monday-Wednesday schedule, and the girls are on a Tuesday-Thursday. But this year, uh, the boys will start region play on Thursday, and the girls will start region play on Friday. And so it'll be kind of a, you know alternating Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday thing for the boys for a little bit here, and it'll be... Friday, Wednesday, Friday for the girls. Um, when they they play everybody, then they'll take a little break, and then it'll flip back the other way, what it was with schedules, and they'll f- go through the rest of the schedule um, playing everybody again. But tonight for Region 11 for the boys, uh, Skyview is uh, hosting Bear River tonight. Uh, Green Canyon is hosting Ridgeline and Mountain Crest hosting Logan, and uh, interesting matchups uh, here across the board for Region 11. And if you had to pick one game to go to, um, I gosh, I, it's pretty tough, but I think I'd probably say the Skyview-Bear River game, just considering where both of those teams are in the RPI standings right now. Yeah, see, so for me, there's there's two really interesting matchups in this, and I think the Bear River Skyview one does kind of edge out uh, the other one, where you know this is really a much bigger game for Bear River because this is a team; it's a surprise team. They're what fourth or fifth? I think they're fifth in the RPI. I think Ridgeline's fourth. Um, they're the team that's surprised. They're trying to prove that they actually belong. Their nine and three record is, you know, actually a real thing, and that they really do belong. And so. Um, it being on the road at Skyview, that's an incredibly tough ask for them to actually win this game. But if they're competitive in this game and they really just go toe-to-toe with Skyview, that means Bear River's real and they have to be taken seriously in this region. Uh, if it ends up just being a Skyview blowout, then obviously that hurts the pride of Bear River a lot and then ends up showing that maybe Skyview is exactly who we thought they were, the clear favorites and, and uh, obvious favorites to win the region. Uh, that game will be heard here on 106.9 The Fan and 1390 AM. Hurricane John Newbold will be on the call. For folks who follow Bear River, you can hear it on 104.9 The Ranch in Box County. 
Uh, but for both, you can watch on CashValleyDaily.com. So there will be an independent broadcast for both of those teams. This is really, whenever Bear River's involved in region play, uh, it's a little bit different because they have a, a different audience in uh, Box Shelter County. And so they will be at the game tonight. Their broadcast crew will be there, and uh, John will be there for the representing Skyview. So we'll have two different ways to watch this game, uh, one with a Skyview-leaning broadcast and one with a Bear River-leaning broadcast. Uh, but then when we get to the you know, Green Canyon versus Ridgeline, uh, our, our Green Canyon play-by-play team will cover duties for, for both squads. But it'll be simulcast on both 100.9 Light FM and 104.5 The Ranch in Cache County. Cade Forrest and uh, Terrell Baldwin on the call uh, for that one. And this is one that could be interesting where this uh, Green Canyon team, really competitive game against Bonneville, going to lose it in the last second. Um, and then they played well against Judge Memorial. This is a team that appears to be pretty good, pretty talented. Uh, they've been competitive, but they've struggled to get the wins. But uh, Ridgeline, a team that doesn't really seem to you know, rebuild very often. They just reload, and they're still a very competitive team and uh, a dominant team. But their last game was January 4th. So uh, this Green Canyon squad maybe a little bit more fresh and a little bit more in tune with where they want to be, and they're coming into this one coming off of a win. Yeah, this one, you know, Ridgeline Green Cane, it's a uh... Probably the least interesting because you know nine and two, three and eight, but still, you know for some reasons you mentioned Green Cane, maybe a bit more of a rhythm. They do have uh, Jared Anderson who just won uh, Player of the Week. So when you got a talented kid, you're playing at home, you've always got a chance. You know, sometimes you you throw those records out the window and you got to play basketball. And so there's always a chance Green Canyon wins. Probably still give the edge to Ridgeline just because they are a really good team and they have a really good player of their own in Luke Sorensen. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- th- you could see this end up being a double-digit margin, but you don't ever count out you know, you know, a team like Green Canyon. Uh, but then the other game that really is um, you know, going to be fun to, to pay attention to tonight, that's Logan at Mountain Crest. Uh, these are two teams that are kind of evenly – Placed evenly matched, uh, not far from each other in the RPI, kind of similar records. Uh, but uh, it, this is a game that'll be on 107.7 KLZX and on KVNU, uh, 102.1 FM, 610 AM. It's actually going to be Clint Payne and uh, John Olson on the call and covering the duties for both schools. But uh, this could be an interesting matchup, Jason, just where these are two teams trying to break through kind of middle of the pack here, trying to uh, improve upon where they've they've been so far in the re- non-region schedule. Yeah, I think this game is incredibly interesting to me. Probably, you know, for me, obviously being the, the Logan broadcaster, um, this game has a little bit more interest to me. I've been a little closer with, with Logan, but um, I think you pointed out, you, you spell out pretty, uh, pretty fairly uh, why this game is really interesting, where these are two teams that, have had a bit of a surprise to them. Logan a bit more in Mountain Crest. Mountain Crest at six and six. Logan at eight and five. Logan started out six and one, then they played a bit a bit of a tougher schedule and didn't really come out of that unscathed. They're now eight and five after start, starting six and one. Uh, Mountain Crest has had some tough tests too and sort of passed them. 
But these are teams, as you said, are middle of the pack. They're trying to prove that they belong, at least in the conversation, to be at the top of region. And, you know, Bear River has that too, but they get a chance to go against Skyview, whereas Logan and Mountain Crest, they're fighting each other for the chance to be, you know, at the you know the back end of that top group. So whoever wins this gains an advantage, you know, partially in confidence, okay, we're not in the bottom half of the of the of the region. We can be toward the top half. They'll gain momentum and Logan, they'll take this game and they'll go to Skyview next. So if they beat Mountain Crest, you know, at Mountain Crest, they come home and face Skyview, that's a big momentum push and maybe they can sneak one out, you know, against Skyview next and build some real momentum going into into the rest of region play. So another reminder, quick rundown of who's playing where, how you can follow along. That uh, Logan Mountain Crest game will be played in Hiram. Uh, you can hear it a couple different places, 1077 KLZX, it's a translator. Uh, you can also hear it on KVNU, 102.1 FM, 102.5 FM, as well as 610 AM, uh, along with its uh, streaming platform uh, and mobile app. But uh, we'll also have the video available on cashvalleydaily.com of that game. Uh, it'll be Clint Payne and John Olson on the call. Uh, Green Canyon hosting Ridgeline tonight. Light FM, uh, 100.9. It'll also be on 104.5 The Ranch. And then also video streaming on CashValleyDaily.com. Cade Forrest and Terrell Baldwin on the call for that game. And then Skyview here on The Fan hosting Bear River. Hurricane John Newbold. On the call there, and um, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, video streaming on Cash Valley Daily. And then Bear River, they'll have their own version of uh, of this game, their own broadcast and coverage of this game tonight as they'll be at Skyview. That'll be Trent Forrest and Josh Tyre on the call, 104.9 The Ranch in Box Elder County, and then also streaming on CashValleyDaily.com. Uh, so, Isn't Trent Carter? Trent Carter, sorry. Did I say Trent Forrest? Yeah, you did. I was like, hold I've on I've merged Cade and Trent into one. They're one super broadcaster now. They can be in two places at once. <laughs> Trent Carter, thank you, and Josh Tyre uh, for Bear River. And so that game will be at Skyview, multiple places to follow along, cashvalleydaily.com to watch those, uh, or just to go find all these broadcasts and to check in on one while you're at another. You can always do that as well. Uh, another time out here in the Full Court Press. When we come back, uh, what's going on in the NBA with Utah Jazz? Lowry Markinen, is he getting any more votes as the uh, all-star votes are being tabulated in the second round released today? Update on that and any trade rumors involving the Jazz. We'll discuss those coming up next here on the Full Court Press. Welcome to the new year and happy winter driving. As the weather outside gets colder, it's more important than ever to have a reliable vehicle to get you around safely. That's where Murdoch Hyundai comes in with the Drive at Home sales event. Right now, receive 2.9% for five years on the 2023 Tucson or Santa Fe. And every new Hyundai comes with America's best warranty, a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty and owner's assurance. When you walk through our doors, you feel like family. At Murdoch Hyundai in Logan, Linda Murray or online at MurdochHyundai.com. Call 866-628-3065 for dealer for complete details. Offer expires 131-23. As a small business, achieving your financial goals and ambitions can be a steep and rocky mountain climb. This is Lance Zollinger, president at Cash Valley Bank. To conquer the mountain and achieve your goals, it takes planning, hard work, and discipline. At Cash Valley Bank, we have the resources, expertise, and flexibility to help you scale your way to success. Give us a call. Let's work together and climb the mountains that await. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. 
Nothing compares to the warmth and feel that a wood stove provides. The two-time Best of Northern Utah winning team says there's never been a better time to replace your old inefficient wood stove and install a new energy-efficient EPA-certified Vermont casting wood product in your home. The U.S. government is offering federal tax credits of 26% on your wood stove install for Vermont casting units that include stoves, venting, and labor. Call or email Advanced Fireplace and Stove for a free in-home estimate. Call 435-752-7272 or go to advancedfireplaceandstove.com. Alpine Home Medical has been around for over 25 years. Can you believe that? Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent. What keeps us coming to work every day? We're passionate about caring for you. From home and bathroom safety to transportation, mobility, recovery, oxygen, sleep, and more, come into any of our 10 locations today and let us take care of you. Alpine Home Medical, we bring wellness home. Visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. Following the local teams, it's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to Full Court Press. Eric Franson, Jason Walker. If you want to chime in, we'd love to hear from you too. 435-339-0321. Today, the NBA released its second returns, fan returns for NBA All-Star voting, and Lowry Markkinen making some uh, some moves. He, he didn't, his, the, the order didn't change, uh, but uh, he has gained on Paul George. He was trailing Paul George in the first returns, and he had a little less than half of votes of, of, uh, of Paul George, but he's, uh, he's 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 made some ground, made up some ground. Yeah, so he had about forty nine percent of the number of votes. Paul like said a little less than half. Now he's at about two thirds. So he's made up in terms of percentage of votes. He's made up a bit of that gap. Of course, he's still four hundred thousand ish votes behind Paul George. I have I don't expect he'll surpass Paul George. Maybe if he does, he's still sixth, and that's three spots out of starting. Yeah. So front court right now for the NBA would be LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, Anthony Davis. Uh, Zion Williamson would be coming off the bench. Andrew Wiggins, Paul George, and then Lowry Markkinen. Yeah. So I think I think the odds of Lowry making an All Star game are pretty high, because you know, they'll they'll name the starters, which is a blend of fan votes. Of course, that accounts for about fifty percent of the vote. Um, NBA players and media panel that accounts for twenty five percent each. Um, but uh, after the starters are announced, then the coaches get to decide who the reserves are. And Lowry Markkinen deserves to make it on his own merits. But with the game being in Utah, that is also going to help. Yeah, and if you look at, okay, let's see if the coaches are deciding, because, you know, LeBron, Nick, Jokic, and Davis, they're clearly far and away above market, and they very much deserve, like, I think the fans have got it pretty much spot on in terms of who the starters are. And that's usually the case. The starters are usually who they should be. Um, with the I think we can make a debate about Anthony Davis over Zion, but. Yeah, well, Anthony Davis had, had some a pretty good year himself, so. Yeah, when Anthony was playing, he was having 27 points a game. He was yeah. very solid. Um, the exception of Andrew Wiggins being here, that's a joke. Um, but 
you know, after that, like, you'd probably think the coaches are going to pick Paul George and Zion Williamson over Markkanen. But after that, at least when you're looking at who's on the on the voting list, like, all right, Kawhi Leonard, he's I don't feel like he's been healthy enough to really warrant, you know, All Star consideration. But you know, outside of the top five, where you know LeBron, Jokic, Davis, Williamson, and Paul George, Markkanen is probably one of the best choices. You do have potentially a legacy vote like Draymond Green, Kawhi Leonard, and maybe some others, but it's like Markkanen could fit in there. As you know, if you're looking at a, a roster that's like half front court, half, you know, back court guys, 15, you know, players, Markkanen could slide in the back end there or at the very least end up as a reserve. If, you know, one or more, you know, like Davis may end up playing, some of these guys may not playing. So Markkanen has a pretty good shot at making it either as one of the last guys on there or as a reserve or as a injury fill-in. So I, I, I like his chances right now. Yeah, and you make a good point. There are uh, guys who may get named, but then because of injuries, they won't show. And so uh, I think there's very strong likelihood that Lowry Markkinen will be there, whether he's initially named as a reserve from the coaches or if he's there as an injury reserve or fill-in guy um, because a number of these guys right now are hurt. Uh, you know, Kevin Durant, he's the leading vote-getter in the Eastern Conference, and he's going to be out for about a month. So there's a question about whether he'd even be available for the All-Star game. Yeah, because it's like early to mid-February, isn't it? Like, yeah. So yeah, he, he probably wouldn't play. So he'd probably end up... One of the weird things about this is that Jason Tatum is third in the front court in the East and fourth on the guards in the East. Unless Jalen Brown. Never mind, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Jason Tatum uh, in... For- yeah, that's interesting because in the first returns, Jason Tatum was uh, was fourth, and he's moved up to now he's third. Joel he surpassed Embiid. Joel Embiid. Yeah, Joel Narrow Embiid as well. Yeah, though they might bounce back and forth for a little bit. Uh, the rookie Paolo Bancaro from Orlando, he's eighth, and uh, the Orlando Magic coming to Utah tomorrow to take on the Jazz. Yeah, I'll be at that game. Finally, it's me going to a game and not you. <laughs> not me. That's right. That's right. Um, let's take another quick timeout because there, um, there are some rumors swirling about the Utah Jazz. As is not totally unexpected, but um, you know, there's been a couple different rounds of, of rumor mills you know, surrounding different, different players of the Jazz. You know, and we'll, well, we'll just get into the latest rumor that's out there, and if that really does make sense or not for the Jazz to entertain. 435-339-0321 here on the Full Court Press. Love to hear from you. They say diamonds are a girl's best friend, particularly when she's thinking of marriage. When it comes to this important decision, visit S.E. Needham Jewelers in historic downtown Logan. We have been the part of thousands of happy engagements. You'll enjoy our vast selection of beautiful and unique engagement rings. You'll also enjoy our relaxed and elegant environment. You'll not be hurried and you'll feel no pressure as you have fun looking for the perfect ring. Where Utah gets engaged. Essie Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. 
Imagine your wedding day. Elegant, simple, yet stunning, stress-free. It's your day. It's all about you. Whether you're looking for small and simple or have a grander idea, the Riverwoods Conference Center will accommodate your every need. Choose the inside ballroom elegance or outside along the natural decor of the beautiful Logan River. A Riverwoods event planner will work personally with you to make sure your event is exactly how you've envisioned it. The Riverwoods Conference Center, where your happily ever after begins. Google Riverwoods Conference Center or call 750 We're heading into some crazy weather this winter, which means power outages. Tyler and his team at Golden Spike Electric can install a Generac automatic standby generator for your home so you can avoid issues when the power goes out. If you have one already, Golden Spike Electric can maintain your Generac automatic standby generator for you. Find them online at gsegenerators.com or call 435-257-3016. Golden Spike Electric and Generac automatic standby generators power you can count on it's never too late or too cold to get rid of that old vehicle now is the time to earn extra cash by calling dd auto and salvage let them pay you for that junk vehicle dd auto and salvage makes it so easy and fast to get rid of your drunker vehicles by paying you the most money possible pickup is available if you have metal dd auto and salvage and logan wants to pay you today call 787-1204 that's 787-1204 today see store for details the Doug Gottlieb Show. Is there a doctor here? Listen. Here's the part about the Rams that like no one's talking about. Right, the Rams lose Cooper Cup probably for the season. And, and it's like, well, the Rams, F them draft picks, whatever. Like, that's great. Everybody else fills out the rest of the roster with draft picks. They don't have the draft picks. And the draft picks you do have, you got to hit. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Weekday afternoons from 1 to 4 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Welcome back to Full Court Press. Eric Franson, Jason Walker. Uh, Utah Jazz, they're off tonight. They'll be back at it tomorrow. And we'll have full play-by-play. We're part of the Utah Jazz Radio Network. Uh, Tonight, it's high school hoops. Skyview Bobcats will be here on the station. Uh, Pre-game for John Newbold, usually around 6.50, I think, is when he starts it. Yeah, we've scheduled uh, our streams all for 6:50, um, so that's in uh, in theory, they will all begin at that time. So, and, and, and we've been testing it, so these things actually should work this time. Yeah, in about a little over an hour, about an hour from now. But um, Utah Jazz uh, certainly could be a team that is heavily involved. They kind of they may be in a position to virtually control the trade market. I mean, they. They really kind of controlled the off-season trade market. They murdered the trade market. <laughs> and they are in a position to control it again at the mid-season uh, trade deadline coming up here soon because the way this team has developed and reinvigorated or reinvented some of these young players with teams uh, looking for instant help, Utah has a lot of guys who could be in the mix there and are – and will the Jazz be a, a team that's aggressive on the market to try to fill in a gap to still be relevant in the playoff picture themselves? 
Yeah, the Jazz took like half the pieces they got as like salary filler and turned them into legitimate trade pieces, which has to be one of the greatest turnarounds, you know, for this team. The way the way they've the front office has done this, where Malik Beasley is his own independent valuable asset. Jared Vanderbilt is you know desirable uh, among a lot of teams. So um, right now, the the latest rumor is that. Well, it's, a, I guess, an update to an old rumor, and that is around Atlanta Hawks forward John Collins. Uh, the, the rumor, I think it was Real GM who put it out. So there's rumors that the Jazz could send Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt and receive John Collins and a first-round pick, which I have expressed my doubt of wanting to trade for John Collins for a couple reasons, but part of that was because I thought they'd have to send a first-round pick to get Collins back. If this is the setup, sign me up. <laughs> because I still do have reservations of, okay, if this works out, then John Collins has to, like, his contract now doesn't really bother me because what else are you doing with that money? But it's in the future of, okay, is John Collins, like, your s- second highest paid player on the team? I don't think he'd be worth that. Um, and you also have Larry Markin, who you think you're going to have to pay a lot. And, and that could clog it up where you still need your alpha player but is your your you know is your books being clogged up by decent and good players like Collins and Markinen? And you know, so that that's still kind of a worry. But it's much less of a worry now that okay, if you can get a first and Collins and maybe revitalize him, like sign me up. I'm all over that. <laughs> we can deal with some of those other problems later. But this is as much as you can ask for. I don't think Atlanta takes this. We heard the rumor that they were wanting like a Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell-esque package in returns for Collins, but I think everyone called their bluff on that. Yeah, that ain't happening. Um, So maybe we can get Collins, maybe have him do a Markinen-esque turnaround or a Beasley. Like, like half the players Utah, the Jazz have brought in, they've revitalized. So it seems to be a trend right now where the system's working. They're able to you know flip players and raise their value. If they can do that to Collins... I mean, you don't even have to trade him. You just keep him, and then, you know, you got another nice young piece, you know, and use your draft assets, try and get a guy, a top guy in the draft this year, and then suddenly maybe if that guy turns out to be that alpha potential top five player, then suddenly you've got another championship window. Atlanta currently ninth in the Eastern Conference standings, record of 19-22. and So they have a losing record. Uh, There is... There's some significant discord there between some of the players and the coaches, so uh, they may be uh, interested in making some moves to try to repair things, but it could also mean that it doesn't resolve any issues and they miss the playoffs, in which case that first-round draft pick becomes really nice. Yeah, that'd be the ideals, like what happened with the Timberwolves. You thought that you were solving their problems, and it turns out you didn't, and they're still terrible. (laughs) <laughs> so uh, maybe that would work with the Atlanta. So if you can make away like a bandit with getting a better John Collins than he is right now and and a first-round pick, if it's maybe this year's, because I think Atlanta has their first-round pick from this year, if they sent it over, then that would be another robbery for the Jazz potentially. So we'll see. Uh, three, four, eight, six. Sorry I didn't see this earlier when we were talking about fan voting for the NBA All-Star game. The fact that Draymond Green, Kevin Looney, and Austin Reeves are even on the list just proves a fan vote should not matter. Yeah, it's the fan vote has been a joke. It's stupid. Um, but in the end, there's never really a good way 
to select all stars. Unless you make it a true one third fans, one third players, one third media. Would that really matter? Okay, but then still 66% of the vote is done by people who vote like idiots. Because <laughs> while I have more respect for the players' knowledge, they still vote like idiots. Regardless of their knowledge of the game, they vote like they're idiots. Uh, Sometimes worse than the fans. All right, uh, we're running out of time, and we need to get to our Thursday feature. It's pick six. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. It's the Full Court Press Pick 6. Ever since March Madness ended, I am so bored. Six things we think will happen this weekend. I don't know how the whole betting thing started, but it's fun. All right, Pick 6, the six things we think will happen this weekend. Um, I won last week, so I'm going to go first, actually, All right. this time. All right. Okay, Dan Akin rebounds at Nevada. Setting the line at nine and a half. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the over. Okay, Malik Beasley made three-pointers in the two games this weekend. So that would include a game against Orlando and Philadelphia. I'm setting the line at eight and a half. Made threes. Made threes in over two games. I'll take the under. I'm going to take the over. And speaking of made threes, combined three-pointers made by Max Schulga, Sean Berstow, and Stephen Ashworth at Nevada Friday night, seven and a half. Mm, that's a good line. <laughs> um... I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the under. All right. Um, it's my first one. Uh, combined points from Larry Markinen and Paolo Bancaro on Friday. The Jazz and the Mavericks. Or Jazz and the Mavericks. Jazz and the Magic play. So combined points from the Jazz star and Orlando's young star. Over under 45 and a half. Ooh. Uh, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the over as well. <laughs> okay. Um, Stephen Ashworth points versus Nevada. As I mentioned, he's had back-to-back single-digit points game for the first time this year. I'll set the over under at 10 and a half. Uh, I'm going to take the over. I'll take the over, too. <laughs> I was trying to bait you into taking the under. <laughs> All right, here's an interesting one. Um, so BYU tonight, BYU plays number eight Gonzaga, and the University of Utah plays number seven UCLA. So a couple of top ten matchups from some teams down south. Uh, combined margin of defeat for the Cougars and Utes. <laughs> okay. Uh, over under 18 and a half. If you pick the under, that means they were closer to winning. So we'll add the number they lost by. Now, if one of them wins, that's a negative in it, you know. Uh, will lower it even more. So if you take the under, it means they were closer to winning. If you take the over, it means they were they lost by more. Uh, I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the under. <laughs> That's what I was gonna take. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what? I'm gonna take the over just out of I don't want to pick the exact same on every single one. <laughs> All right, and so for the tiebreaker, uh, USU is at Nevada. Nevada right now favored by a point and a half. So. Well, let's just do this. Let's do score. You pick the score of Utah State at Nevada. Um, 
going to say Nevada 74, Utah State 71. Okay, Nevada over USU. Uh, I'm, I've already said it earlier, and I'm going to stand by it. USU 75 and Nevada 71. So, I mean, we're, we're close. We're just flipping the, flipping the results on the teams. Uh, so we'll reveal the results on Monday, see how well we did in trying to guess what would happen this weekend. Uh, look, it, it's going to be a big night uh, for Region 11 basketball. Stay tuned on our family of radio stations. You can always go to cashvalleydaily.com to find the video streams there and follow along either in person or check in on everybody else. And the Ad Council present the story of Cynthia and Ed. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, out of the blue, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. And uh, she didn't know 